So our surrogate is from here, but our okay. doctor is in Canada and we wanted to have twins. So that also means that we have to have someone who's willing to take two embryos instead of one. And that's, that weeds out a lot of people. And then when we read the different profiles of those who fit the criteria in that aspect, we found one and she just seemed like a peach, you know, and she was, we reached out to them. We said, we would like to work with her. And then we gave our like second and third option. She said she was on board that we had our first call actually May 31st of 2020. One, 2021, mm-hmm. May 31st, 2021. And which is her birth, the surrogate's birthday. Yeah. Awesome. And it's our due date. Yep. Wow. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of Black, LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined today by some very special guests. We got Ren and Den in the building. Ren and Den, introduce yourselves to the people. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Ren, or Ronnie, my birth name. And uh, this is my main man here. <laughs> I'm Den. Uh, friends call me Den Den. Um, my name is Dennis. <laughs> I love it. I love the rhyming Ren and then like it. I got mm-hmm. it. I got it. I got it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank y'all so much for coming. Um, thank you for having us. I don't know if y'all seen any episodes of the show, but we always go back to the very beginning of your journey and figure out how you got into this wonderful, amazing queer community. Mm-hmm. When did y'all know y'all like the fellas? Wanna go first? Okay. Like I've always I've always like always glared at boys when they like played basketball, right? Or I always like wanted like the way the girls were always like gawking at boys, like oh, or the way guys like I've always wanted a guy to like try to approach me. So even like as a kid, I've always known I was interested in boys, although I didn't like the boys that I was around or nothing. I've always (laughs) known that like. I was interested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, I didn't renew what any of it really meant. You know, um, I did have feelings, I guess you would say, you know, when I was like six, seven years old, just pumping and stuff like that. Um, but it was, uh, it wasn't until I was probably about 14, 15 years old, where I actually understood what that actually meant. And then, you know, I told my, I told my mom in a letter because I was living with my dad at the time. And then my dad ended up finding about, finding out about me because of some stuff I had on the computer. And that was a whole big ordeal that mm. we, need, we want, we can go into that too. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I was pretty much, I was young when I liked boys, but, you know, I also liked girls too at the same time, I guess that's conditioning. That's what, you know, we do. Yeah. But um, I really realized like, the feeling that I actually had the gay, which was gay, was when I was about 14 years old. Mm, what you left open? What you had AOL Messenger open? What you had? MySpace? Huh. What, which one was this? 
So I definitely. What, what had, era was this? How old are you guys? It was definitely 20s, AOL. 30s? 20s, it, it 30s? AOL. I, I'm actually 42. Oh, okay. You look good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I had, I had AOL and AOL I had, Messenger. Yeah, I had this little, you know, long distance boyfriend or whatever. And we used to send pictures to each other, not like crazy pictures, but like, you know, send pictures, videos. Not, no, there was no videos back then and letters you know what i mean um but like there was this one picture he sent me and it was of like these two sailors it was just it was a, it was a character caricature you know the two sailors on this little boat and um he had sent the picture to me and i had saved it you know on the computer so <laughs> daddy yeah. was like what right right right, right. Mm-hmm. so um and normally i was really good at making sure everything was deleted and everything was cleared off of the document history because you know you click on the documents whatever you would see all the little things that were recently mm-hmm. looked at so um i left it there that next day i went to work i was working at kmart when i was um 16 oh and kmart man yeah <laughs> yep. back to school shopping Yes, you know, um, but uh, I went to work, so I didn't get on the computer the next day, and that following morning, that's when my dad got on the computer, it was a Tuesday morning, I I won't ever forget, and he went on the computer, he saw that, which led him to look on the rest of the computer to see what else he could find, there were only like five other pictures, the one girl, there's one that Pepe Le Pew drawing, and like three other guys, or faces, from there, he ended up going to my bedroom, going through all of my stuff. And of course, I had a drawer of letters, you know, from different pen pals I had. And he read all those. And then I had this magazine that had like these skimpy clothes in it. And, uh, but I kept that because it had like this workout program in it. So, which I used to do like religiously every single day. And then he ended up calling my mom, calling my grandmother, calling my stepmom and um, telling them all what they already found. So then my mom, cause she already knew she calls me at school and this was like the first period. And she's like, Ronnie, I just call you cause let you know that your dad just called me. He told me he found this pictures and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm like standing, I'm standing at like, like this little thing, you know, in, in the principal's office where the phone was, there was a, a podium and then there was a bench here. Yeah. So I'm sitting here on the phone and I just like fell. When she told me that I just felt like my heart sank, my chest sank, everything. I was just like, Now you got to go a whole day dreading going home. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes First yes. period, your mama telling you, your daddy done found yeah. your business. Now you got to yep. go the whole day. Like, the oh, I don't want to go back. How am I going to run away? <laughs> and that usually is the fastest day of the year. Of the year. Man. But it, it worked out fine, you know? Yeah. Overall, yeah. overall, overall, it worked out fine. Yeah. Ooh. That's good. That's good. My coming out story. <laughs> um, it's a little different. I won't get into too much detail in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just me being 20, 19, 20, and I was doing some crazy stuff, you know, ended up um basically locked up. So I figured, like, okay, well, this is the time to tell my mom that I'm gay. And if she don't like it, I can go after this, I can go a different way. So I was like, well, I wrote her a letter. I actually wrote um, all my siblings like a letter and like telling everybody like, this is the situation, this is who I am. And um, they all like wrote back was like laughing. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Sorry that happened to you, but yeah, right. okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I came wow. back, came back home. And then it was like, it was pretty cool ever since. 
That's good. That's good. I'm glad you guys had reasonable coming out stories because that's yeah. not always yeah. the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So then you guys were so teenager and then like young adult. How was dating for you guys, after, you know, after coming out? So for me, I had my, I'll say my first real boyfriend um, was my, I guess my senior year in high school. And it was cool, you know, um, it was his first, it was like this, this black guy. And because where I live, is a lot of white people, a lot of Hispanic people. Um, Wait, but he from? Was a, I'm from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh. And I'm from New York. Yeah. Okay. I'm from Jersey, Trenton, New Jersey. Hey. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it, it was cool. And then he kind of helped me learn to appreciate other black people. Um, and then same thing in, in college, I didn't really... I didn't have a boyfriend until like at the end of my freshman year. It was just a lot of like meeting people, experiencing people, start learning, you know, about myself because now I'm a young adult um, going to like the clubs or whatever the case may be because it was, you know, they have like the college nights and stuff like that. So it was, it was really cool because I went to school in Philly. I went to Temple. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I learned, I learned to really appreciate the culture um, a lot more, um, you know, going to school. Nice. Um, so I started in the AOL chat rooms. Hey. And then um, there was like a group of friends who like, we just became friends in those chat rooms and then they kind of took me out to my first club. And um, it was like more of like the Spanish scene, which was really cool. So like dating was good. Mm -hmm. And then I got, I met this boy who is now like now one of my best friends. Um, he took me to the black clubs. And then after that, it was like, okay, <laughs> no now I feel like we in here. Let's go. Now we like now I and it was you no, know, it was just it felt good because like high school girls didn't like me. They you know I was I wasn't the most masculine boy, mm -hmm. so girls didn't like me. So I never really felt like people were looking at me because they were interested. So like going to like the gay scene, it was more like oh. These 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 men are looking at me and now they're interested. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> what know? about um what did you guys ever experience anything that made you feel like you wouldn't be safe as a gay man? Was there any did you ever do you ever remember experiences where you felt like I'm not safe. I think, and I'm asking that question from the context of like present day, right? Like we see a lot of just violence against our community and there's a lot of fear. While we've made a lot of progress, I think people forget that we are not progressed anywhere near where we should be. Mm -hmm. um, was there, did you guys experience anything through your journey that made you feel like, man, like, I don't know about this. Fortunately for me, I have not. Um, only thing that's really ever happened to me that scared the bejesus out of me was, you know, being robbed at gunpoint. But that's literally anybody. And there was, yeah. it, is, it still was happening a lot at that time too. And, and this was in Philly, but yeah. um, we're just not in the right place at the right time. Um, I, I think I have, oh, I have, that's, during the time of me coming out, I started having the um, I don't give a fuck attitude. Mm -hmm. So you can't make me feel uncomfortable. Right. I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable before me. 
Right. So like, you know, sometimes people would say something and then I would say something, you know, like I never <laughs> like, you know, cause it was Dude like, was ready to get, he like, well, what's up then? Like, you know, and, and because like, Hot head boy. <laughs> but in high school, like I never been like the voice. Cause yeah. I was always like very feminine. Yeah. So like once I came out, it was like, all right, now I have my own community. I understand like who I'm trying to be or like what I feel natural in. So like after that, it was more like, I'm out. Like, yeah. F all y'all, say what you want to say. You know, the whole Adam Eve, uh, Adam A. Steven stuff was heard so many times on the train in New York. You go into Popeyes and somebody say something about like a fag. You know, it's like, okay. So next, yeah. Next, yeah. right, mm-hmm. right. Like yeah. that's how I've always just kind of like took it. Yeah, I feel it. And I think uh, where where we are now, it just is it's 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 good to hear that, you know, you guys didn't have uh those different experiences. Yeah, myself yeah. either. And I think I'll, I'll I'm probably like you guys where I just I've just always owned who I am. Like, I'm just like, this is, this is me. Um, And unfortunately some people exist in environments where that's not true. Right. Like they, they, they don't feel safe. They don't feel comfortable to be themselves. So it's, it's nice to hear that you guys had that, that, um, that experience. So now, um, how did you guys meet? Actually, it's actually right with my coming out story. It's actually, um, so after after I got released in 2007, I started working um, at a clothing store. So I was there for about a year. So like early 2008, right? Yep, early 2008. Um, so this this boy transferred to my job. Well, he got the job with me, and his boyfriend used to come get him all the time. Now I never really like looked at the boyfriend or anything like that. It was just more so like, hey your boyfriend's here to pick you up. Hey, your boyfriend brought you lunch. Hey, your boyfriend this. So the boyfriend is Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. Is Mr. Still Your Boy? <laughs> is Mr. Still Your Boy? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so a few years later when like Facebook was like really popping and stuff like that, um, Ronnie added me. He's like, you know, he approached me a few times and he's always said like, happy birthday. Mm. Well, approach is a strong like- word. Okay. What what would you say? I'm just saying, like, I don't remember adding you on Facebook, right? But we're gonna go with that. Okay. Because that was like 2011. It was 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, at that time, I did not remember that he used to work at the store. You know, I didn't remember. I didn't remember who he was. You know, he was just some people that showed up on Facebook that I added. Mm-hmm. And by then he's already done with the other relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was already passed. We had already, yeah, we were, yeah. we were very done. Um, yeah, we were been done. So yeah, in 2011 or so, that's when I added you on Facebook. But while he was saying approaching him, I I would reply to like some of his posts or whatever, or I would say like Happy Birthday, you know, every year. Happy birthday, beautiful. Or okay, Ooh, yeah, beautiful. yeah. Like it was always okay. a Happy Birthday. It was uh-huh. consistent. Yeah, consistent. Consistent. Yeah, listen. <laughs> and and then we ended up. What was it? 2017. Mm-hmm. 2017. We ended up in the same Facebook group. Now, so from 2011 to 2017, like I said, it it never reached anything more than just you know like the high, the cordial stuff, right? 
and on Facebook, like it was never like an in person, like, yeah, seeing them or anything. Because yeah. you were you were in Georgia. I was time. in Atlanta. You was in Atlanta at the time, and so we ended up in the same Facebook group, and we were going on a uh, the group was going on a trip on a cabin trip, and that was two thousand later in two thousand seventeen. Now initially I wasn't gonna go, but I was convinced to go. So last minute, I uh, I paid. I went on the trip, and. He also was on the trip. And that's really where we re really like connected at that point. Um, and still, I didn't remember that he was who he was per se, you know what I mean? The boy from Zara or mm -hmm. even that I've spoken to him, you know, quite a few times on yeah. Facebook Messenger. Cause I don't I don't think it was every year from that point. No, because you was in you was in relationships. Yeah, so when you yeah, wasn't yeah, in yeah, relationships, yeah, yeah. Like, he was I in, did the math. He was like, like, I, I did the math. Oh, okay. He's single sure right now. Math, okay. Like, yeah, it definitely wasn't no like disrespect on that. Yeah. Um and then later that night it was a pajama party. Mm -hmm. So everybody goes upstairs, you change your clothes, you come back down. Little you know, you, <laughs> you put, yeah, yeah, yeah. You put your cologne on. Like we grown, we knew. Yeah. So like, you know, it was like, it was like 60 people. There. So it wasn't like, it was just a good time, just yeah. friends. Um, And then for some reason, Ronnie ended up like right in front of me. For some reason. We were by the pool table. Yeah. We were by the pool table. But you was in front of me. I don't remember being in front of you. Yeah. So he was in front of me. So... I, I don't know why I did that, but I like kind of like licked his neck. No, that's not it. Go ahead, tell the story. He had to go to the bathroom. And I was in front of you in the bathroom. Oh, that yeah. was the bathroom. So, so we're at we were all at the yeah. pool table. And then Dennis, he has, you know, his drink and he says to me, um, you know, I have to go to the bathroom. Can you hold my cup? And I said, All right. So he takes like two steps and then he looks at me, he's like, So you're gonna come wash the door. I was like, the door didn't lock because I used the bathroom a lot already because I was already <laughs> like drinking. Right. So he's like, I know this joint don't lock. I need I some know, protection. So, so I was like, all right. So then I go, I'm then I'm literally standing right in front of the door. And then he opens the door and that's when like, he kisses my neck. And then the rest is history. We know what happens after that. Like literally right We're there here in the today. <laughs> We're here today. Like, listen, right. Listen. <laughs> we know what happens after that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. Been so did you guys get together? Yeah, you guys got together immediately after that. Because sometimes, you know, you yeah. can have that experience and then it's like, all right, I, don't, I still yeah. don't. But since that, since then, you guys have been yeah, together. Like, since we, then, like throughout, the, throughout the weekend, like we just kind of hung out with each other. Um, but really spent time with each other at the cabin from that point on. And then that next weekend, I was coming to Atlanta for another group's event. Like we had a gala and I was like, all right, so I'm going to come see you. So I made sure I carved out time during my weekend to spend time with him too. Like actually every single day we, we spent mm -hmm. time with each other. Um, you came to the party. Yeah. And we came to the party that we had and it was, it was a really nice event too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. So you guys are married now. Mm -hmm. Who proposed? Who proposed? Did. I did. Briefly tell me the story. What happened? Briefly, uh, we had a I it was a flash mob proposal. Oh so, yeah, Hudson Yards in, in New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. I love that. That was that. Did you have any idea then? Um, no, no, not really. Tell not, leading, not, not, not leading up to it. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you had no idea. But no, then after until, hindsight, until after having you was like, ah. The music started and I said, I don't know who's this music for. Like everybody like move over. Cause I don't like there was other people there. Yeah. Um, and then I seen one of the dancers and I was like, I know one of these dancers. And I was like, OMG, he's doing it right now. Yeah. Like not now, but like right, right now. It's at happening. this moment. <laughs> at this moment. I love it. What that. are you gonna say? What are you gonna do? Yeah. What? What? Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you have you guys have been dating for how long at that point? Uh, two, three years, four years. A year and a half. Yeah, 2019 mm. was a proposal. 2021. No, no, 2000. Um, it's basically, yeah, year and a half. Because technically, we got together December of 2017. So 18, okay. and yeah. then you know, mm -hmm. got you know, it. A okay. Over a year and a half. I love that. But we had talked about like relationships, marriage, and everything like that before before the proposal, of course, too. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. I think one of the things about him and I, at least we, we talked about this, like our relationship with each other is different from any relationship that we've ever had. It was just so seamless. Everything was just so smooth, so easy. It actually was something that I had said to an ex of mine before, like when we were breaking up. And I was like, honestly, I just feel like our relationship, obviously it takes work, but it shouldn't be this hard, you know, yeah. like some of them, yeah. they don't, they don't have to be that hard. Right. You know, right. agreed. And with him, it was just super easy. And I just, I just, I knew, I was like, I knew. Like, Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I, I agree. Me and my wife have been together for 15 years and I think it it's even still today. I mean, there's, there's hard things, but the relationship itself is never the thing that's hard. You know what I mean? Right, so right, I right. agree. Yeah. Um, I love that. And so now you are, well, before that, so COVID, right? So you guys get engaged and then COVID happens, mm -hmm. right? Talk about how you guys were able to get through that period, because what we saw was a surge of relationships and a surge of separations. <laughs> um, talk about some of the things that you guys did to get through COVID. Oh, I go first. Um, I love COVID. Like, so I'm a house, I'm a house like body. Like I'm a couch potato. I love being at home, not talking to nobody, not being around people. <laughs> like in my own little world, I had just got Animal Crossing. So I was like, oh, this is, we're good. Um, and then, you know, like I really, one thing I love is that I love catering to Ronnie. So while he was at work, I always make sure he had breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, um, and then it's like, I just, I, I enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. And then like he had, he was in the room. I was in the living room most of the time. So it didn't really feel like we was always together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think what helped us too, is that I used to work from home when we first got together. So it wasn't a huge yeah. change. Yeah. Um, Being at home. We did move, which did change the, I'll say our, the little bit of a dynamic because I had a, I had an office at the time and then we moved to Brooklyn and then I didn't have an office. So it was just in our bedroom. So he ended up spending his time, like I said, in the living room for the most part. And I was in the bedroom working while we were there. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it was, it was cool. Like it was just super stress-free. I think mostly because you didn't have to go to work. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah. And New York was, was, woo, man. 
Yeah. Yurt yeah. was on the news. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Bodies just going in the ground. Like it was insane. Like New York mm-hmm. had it. It it was it was crazy, man. It was yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. And then even New Jersey, just because um, you know, obviously the trickle down effect is that you go the tri-state gets hit whenever there's like when one gets when one happens, the others happen. My mom works in a hospital, and I remember her telling me about transports from New York, like patients that got transported to yeah. Jersey from yeah. um from New York. So yeah, so shout out to you guys for making it through that first yeah. of all um because man it was insane um okay and now you're about to have a baby yeah gonna be daddies yeah. to a baby girl baby c um talk about the decision to have a baby um in the process that you guys are using to have a child sure so in 2018 obviously in the beginning of the relationship we talked about whether we want kids and yeah, you know, he was open to it. I definitely was like, yeah, I think I want to have a kid too. So we ended up going to a meeting, um, a surrogacy meeting, and that with this with this company called Men's Having Baby in New York. And that was a you know, it was a really informative uh, experience. From there, we kind of put the conversation off, um, and then we revisited it again around our time we got married. So looking at adoption, looking at, you know, foster care and then surrogacy as a whole, but both of us, we really wanted to have our own, you know, biological children. Um, I'm super thankful and shout out to all the people who do foster and do adopt. It is fantastic. I don't think there's any right way of going about having your own kids, but um, this was one of the things that we wanted for ourselves. So we looked into how we can go about doing that even further like start researching different countries, um, asking people that we knew that had kids. And that's how we pretty much decided on the direction that we wanted to go. And yeah, it, we, the, it finalized that between Colombia. We even, we tossed Mexico. out Mexico. Yeah, Mexico was in there in, in Canada. Like those are the three countries that we were looking at primarily. But the thing that we wanted for our kid too was to have a egg donor that was um known and for those who don't know typically your egg donor either known or unknown which just means that your anonymous egg donor you'll get their profile you'll get all their information the pictures details about their history their health but you don't ever have contact with them you don't have their real name a known donor you know you'll you'll have conversations with them you'll know their name um you know your relationship essentially is whatever you want to make it but the most important thing for us was in which we relate to our agency was at any given point before the kid is 18 if they want to know more about them they will have that option and that's that's how we ended up going with Canada instead mm-hmm. of Mexico or Colombia awesome and it's like so going through that process um what it sounds like there's different countries that you can choose to have your uh your surrogate come be be from yeah um i'm sure the united states included um you can you know choose um and then it sounds like there's different rules and laws around each country that kind of for from your process like eliminated some mm-hmm. versus the others because of I'm sure like the level of control you have over like certain things and like the le- level of visibility to certain information and like all that kind of stuff um what were some of the other things that you 
that were decision factors for you as you kind of selected your um, surrogate? Um, I don't know if it was a decision factor. I think um, I think what really made us choose Canada was our doctor. Yeah. Okay. I think once we had the consultation with him, it was like he was like just so warm and like he. Re I really felt like he was there for us and our best, our you know, our best interest. interest. Yeah. yeah. Like he took us in, like we were part of his family, and that's actually how he treated us the entire process. Yeah. Um, and then when it came to answer your other question too, when it came to the surrogate part, so. He actually recommended to us a few different agencies and we contacted each of them. We spoke to a few of them and this one in particular that we went with, they had a hybrid program uh, because to have a surrogate that's based in Canada, the wait is a lot longer than in the United States, for instance, just because in Canada, it's altruistic. So they don't get paid for being a surrogate mm. where in the United States they do. And there's just a limited number of women available, you know? Yeah. Um, so we did with the hybrid hybrid program. And then, so our surrogate is from here, but our okay. doctor is in Canada and we wanted to have twins. So that also means that we have to have someone who's willing to take two embryos instead of one. And that's, that weeds out a lot of people. And then when we read the different profiles of those who fit the criteria in that aspect, we found one and she just seemed like a peach, you know, and she was, we reached out to them. We said, we would like to work with her. And then we gave our like second and third option. She said she was on board. Then we had our first call actually May 31st of 2020. One, 2021, mm -hmm. May 31st, 2021. And which is her birth, the surrogate's birthday. Yeah. Awesome. And it's our due date. Yep. Wow. Yeah. 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 So crazy. So, uh, but yeah, and actually, I'm sorry. We chose her. We matched on the 31st. We had the call like a week later. Okay. That that's what that was. Sorry. Um, but we just hit it off right away. It just was an amazing bond, like immediately. So, um, so yeah. Now having the, finding the egg donor that was a much longer process. Yeah. Uh. So then, uh, again, just because I want to make sure people understand this, because I this is definitely not a conversation that we hear a lot, just in terms mm -hmm. of. Um, when, you know, men have built their families. Um, so with a surrogate, it, you, is there an option to have, to use the surrogate's eggs or do you have to have a separate egg donor and so you don't, you don't have okay. to, but typically when you go into, in today's world, when you go into surrogacy, you do use a separate egg donor because it creates. It yeah. decreases the risk of the ultimate outcome. If you use a your carrier carrier as your actual surrogate, um, which is called traditional surrogacy, we there's a chance. Her body, her yeah. You'd be doing, yeah, body. and you'd be doing IUI instead of IVF, which is less, the percentage is less than, unless you extract her eggs and then put them back, you know, the pre-embryo right, right, and right, then put right. it, yeah. So, Got but it. also- Legally, you get into a little more complications too because that is her biological child. Yeah. So if she changes her mind, it is very hard to make sure that the process goes the way you want it to go. You know, however, by doing gestational surrogacy, which is taking a different woman's eggs, mm -hmm. creating your embryos, and then implanting them into your carrier, 
the carrier has no genetic ties to the baby. So it is highly unlikely for her to be able to keep the baby if she gets attached to it through the whole process or, yeah. or anything like that. Got so it. that's where there's much more protection for you to go gestational carrier route versus traditional surrogacy. Got it. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. I wanted to make sure that clarification was done. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks for amazing. That. So then, um, so you said your surrogate is in the States. Yep. Yeah. And yep. the egg donor is in, she actually is in the States also. Okay. We had, <laughs> we had a, issue with our first egg donor that was in Canada and then we had an issue with the second egg donor who was in Canada and then we found a third egg donor who was in the United States because we were just like you know what maybe we just need to branch out a little bit more um the girl we actually loved her she was on board but the program that we went on through our doctor was a was a um a sibling journey it's a guaranteed sibling journey so the requirements were even more they were stricter than normal because the doctor was like, all right, we're guaranteeing you both having a, a child. So the egg donors have to be extremely fertile. They have to pretty much be, you know, under 28. Um, because you know, obviously the older a woman becomes, the less eggs she produces, and the quality also does change. But with the younger donor, they're usually much more fertile, they usually produce much more um, eggs and there are less issues with them. So the, the woman we had, she didn't, she didn't meet the meet the criteria. And then our final egg donor, the one we truly we have now, she was perfect for us. Um, so yeah, she actually ended up being based in uh in Oregon. Awesome. And so then once she uh goes into labor or you know has the baby. They, they call you and tell you to to come or how does it no we are going to be there like, yeah yeah, yeah. so she like, yeah, yeah we're catching she her. calls she calls you and tells you like i'm in labor or i'm like it, it's yeah. happening and yeah. then you so, guys go and obviously like have and, that and it's and it's di- and it is kind of different for every every single um you know couple i'm gonna call them couple the, the yeah. pa- parents and then the, the carrier uh-huh. because Based on your location, you know, there could be varying instances based on your financial situation. You may or may not be able to work early. Um, you may not work from home. So what we're doing to kind of make sure that we are there at the time is we're going to go like a week or two early before the due date. And we're going to be in Georgia for the, the, the in last couple of weeks. She's We talk to her almost every single day also. So like, you know, we, we kept up to date with our appointments and how those are going. And that's also written in the contract too. You know, if she's going through any issues, she needs to let us know. Um, if she's going to the hospital, if she has any doctor's appointments, she has to let us know those as well. And then she lets us know the outcome of them. Additionally, there's documents signed that say, if we want to ask the doctors this information about her and then our baby, we can, you know what I mean? So the, the HIPAA release forms or whatever, those are all signed. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of things that are put into place to help protect uh, us as well to make sure we don't miss out on these important things yeah yeah I but love that. you know some people i i have heard that situation yeah, where that the woman's calling like hey i'm going to labor now and then the guys have to try to get to the you know to the hospital or wherever she is because lots of times they're not in the same location uh-huh yeah yeah no it's great that you guys are able to go and like you know be a part of that process because it's scary but beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah um 
Very, very scary, but beautiful. Um, awesome. So cost, just kind of ballpark. How much does this cost? It is the way we did it. Uh, <laughs> it's about $200,000. Yep, because we still and we still be stuck in the United States doing this. Yeah, for the most part, like you know, our a lot of the state fees where the, they still apply. Like, because you know, by going to a different country, you do reduce costs by um, agency fees, but also some of the medical stuff. A lot of times, because in other, a lot of other countries, they have health insurance. In addition, the carriers either get compensated or they don't get compensated, or the compensation isn't you know. Forty, fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Not everybody's that high. Some of them are thirty, but that's still a lot of money. Still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, on top of the compensation they receive, there's also reimbursements for different expenses that they have to incur. Mm-hmm. Um, they also get like a monthly allowance for like some food and some clothes. Mm-hmm. They have childcare reimbursements because every 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 surrogate, whether you do traditional or gestational, they have to have had a child already. So there's, you know, when she has to go to her appointments or when she has to go away for a few days for procedures and things, there's childcare that has for to be her, Yeah, for the kids well. that she already has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and loss of work. You know, if she's working yeah. and she has to miss work, you have to, that, that gets tacked in there too. Yeah. Yeah. It's all worth it though. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I honestly, I wouldn't change any, yeah. any part of this at all. That's amazing. Um, so what advice for, would you have for, obviously you guys are at, on the final stretch of, of um, you know, welcoming your baby girl. What advice would you have for, you know, two people in our community that are planning to go this route? Because there are women who, you know, want to go the route of surrogacy as well. What uh, advice would you have? I think for me it would be mentally take your time. Like read through all your paperwork, read through, make sure that you're mentally and emotionally like ready because it's a whirlwind, you know? And then it's like hiccups happen, you know? So like you have to like mentally prepare yourself for it. You like just let, enjoy the ride. Mm -hmm. But just take your time and understand that this is this is a this is a whole there's a whole other plan after this. Yeah. 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 And I have two thoughts. One, to piggyback off what he said about taking your time and prepare yourself. I am one of the people who type who like to control things or make things a certain type of way. Like I just always been that way. If there's something I want, I I map out how I'm gonna get it, when I'm gonna get it, I'm to the T. And I try to do that with this process too. And it just did not work out that way. So it left me disappointed a few steps along the way, you know? So it's just one of those things where I had to learn, I have to just let go and let God, you know what I mean? Whoever you believe in or whatever you believe yeah. in, you just have to let things happen the way they have to happen. And it all works out for you the way it should, the time it should, you know? And that's just something that's really, really key because one, this is it's biology, it's nature, you know, it's our you cannot, you can't control how your body reacts and you can't control the many hands or the mistakes and the things like that have that happen along the way. Um, I just be completely honest. Like one of the things that happened to us is we were supposed to have our embryo creation in April of last year, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen because when we took a test, my test came back positive that I had syphilis. Now I've 
I've never, I've never had syphilis. So there should have never been any type of trace in my system from that before. Um, and then it made me look at him like, what's, what's, what's going on? You know what I mean? But my test didn't come back like yeah, that. His, I his, was like, I don't know, bro. Well, the thing too is his test didn't come back yet. You know what okay. I mean? They called me and they were like, hey, we can't use your sperm because da 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 And I'm just like, that's not possible. I said, that's not possible. But then like, again, it did make me look crooked at him for a second. So then that, that I was like on a Saturday tested at home and they both came back clear. So there are things that happen along the way that, oh, that I, in it okay? Here we go. I think we're back. Okay. Yeah, we're good right there. But yeah, there are things that happen along the way that you can't control, whether it's you making a mistake or somebody else or a lab or just whatever the case may be. And they did end up using our sperm because it did come back fine overall, but it's still like, it set us back a few months because of that hiccup, you know, we were aiming, all right, we're going to have a little Capricorn baby, have the, have baby in January, not have, yeah, have the baby in January. Um, we were just mapping out our lives based on that. And it just did not work out that way. Yeah. And then, sorry, were you going to say something? I was going to no, I was, was going to clarify, like, um, the States and Canada, they do testing differently. They do. Mm-hmm. So when we took it to our doctor, my doctor was like, they were, there was a few emails back and forth about yeah. the testing. Yeah. So it was like that was already, already like an emotional situation because now we're like look at probably what we caused, but it's like yeah. you just can't control it. Yeah, you just can't. And then yeah. the other thing that prohibits a lot of people or they feel like they can't do this is is money. So it's just one of those things where it's like okay, if you see your honestly, credit is a thing that in our community isn't the best amongst a lot of people. So it's little things that you do over time that help your future out. And um, if you can work on improving your credit, like paying off bills and learning better spending habits, that will help you along the way, whether it takes two years or four years or five years. One, you're never too old to have a kid. Um, And two, it's going to help you out in the long run anyway. So by having a good credit, you would then be able to qualify for a, you know, whatever you want, good rates. But then you also can qualify for a loan because I'll just be honest, like we did take out a loan for this because that's a, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So we took out a loan to kind of help supplement, you know, the cost along with what we already had saved. And that's how we were able to do this. But had we not been in the position that we were, yeah. none of it would have been possible. So I absolutely think this is a journey that anybody could go on, whether you have a partner or whether you're a single parent, because there are many single dads who are out there having kids uh, or going through surrogacy, which is perfectly fine. But um, you just have to learn the discipline today so that way your future self will be able to do what you want to do. And whether you want to buy a house, have a kid, all that. It's just important to say, okay, this is my budget. This is what I need to, to live by and stick to it. You know, yeah. I love shopping and that was you know my problem. And I'm rambling now, so I'm going to stop. But. <laughs> I love shopping too. I will uh, piggyback on what you said though. I think that um, it is the most unpredictable thing that we've been through in our entire life, mm-hmm. um, having a child and the unpredictability does not stop after you, after the child is born. It actually, it goes to a thousand, uh, it goes to a thousand percent. Um, my grandmother, she calls our son the boss because he <laughs> is in charge. It is not about us. 
If we mm-hmm. what we want it does not matter what he yeah. wants is what's the the most important thing and my wife is like uh like you ran she, she just she everything has to be like perfect like if, if 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 this is happening then this should be happening like if this is happening then that should be happening and throughout this whole process like there were so many times where we had to sit down and I'd be like babe it ain't going like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we gonna be just fine right because you read and you read and you read and it's like okay if you this is that and if this is happening here and if that's happening there and if this and it's like but the books say that but what did god say yeah because at the end of the day you know between science and and god this is already mapped out we just we just in it you gotta go for the ride you gotta go for the ride you know and so that that i think is very very important for people to understand is that like this ride it's it's a ride and you mm-hmm. gotta just be like, okay, yeah. what's going on today? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, what's happening today? Like, what like, do we got in store today? When I didn't speak to the surrogate and there was nothing happening, I could breathe a little bit. Because mm-hmm. so sometimes, even if she's like, hey, like she'll hit us up and say, hey, guys, like I already start panicking. You're like, oh my God, what's Even going if it's good, even yeah. if it's like good, you're like, yeah. what happened? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Every doctor appointment is anxiety. Every, you know, every visit, every like, you're always like, okay, I just want everything to be okay. I just want everything to be okay. Yeah. I just want everything to be okay. You know, and yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, a healthy baby is 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 the is the is what mm-hmm. we want. But I will stress that advice to people that it is not going to go the way you think. Yeah, <laughs> just all, expect all, for all. it to not go the way that you plan. Whatever you got on your paper, you got it all met. It ain't gonna go like that. So just no, no, <laughs> forget no. about it and enjoy the ride. You know, just take every email as like yes. as it is. As it is, yes, that's that's major. That is yeah. major. That is major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm so 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 excited for you guys. You. Um, this is it's gonna be the most beautiful thing that you ever experience. I and it's a oh, girl. God. Oh my god, like uh. <sighs> we have a son, and I'm like, I'm 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 team boy dad, boy mom. I'm like, we 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 may we, we're gonna have another kid probably somewhere down the uh, road here, and I'm like I, I, two sons like team boy mom like i'm i'm all for it but if i had a daughter i because I, I already know like it's it's over like a girl is done i'm done i'm I'm toast my son he doesn't control me right like my, my son i'll be like hey man you hey you know what's up like it's time to go to bed let's go like we yeah. a daughter it's like come on man what am i gonna do with that so y'all about to be she about to have y'all wrapped around y'all finger who gonna be who gonna be the the who gonna be the worst y'all know already who's gonna be oh yeah i think i feel like i'm, I'm definitely the discipline i feel like okay. i'm gonna be the one that's like da, 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 da. yeah um, that's my wife i'm i'm like i might as well be a dad she calls it because i buy toys like today i took them to um to this little class we okay. were playing i buy I all the toys too. i take like, like that's bought a toy and i'm like yeah. I buy shoes. I buy all, I do all that. Like I'm the, I'm the, let's come on, let's get fly. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's go hang out. Mom going to work today. We going out. Let's go. We going to Target. We going to, to the, to the park. We, that's me. I'm all, it's all fun. It's all funny games with me. <laughs> Until it's time to go to bed. And I'm like, Hey, I think, yeah, I definitely think it's, yes. it's a lot of fun. I'm scared. That's the one who I feel like Yeah. me and him going to be. Yeah. He does that way. Cause I did that with our dog. Yeah. No, yeah. because he's like, you know, he a you look at him dog. with a puppy dog face. He is like, he cannot, he cannot just not not do it. 
Yeah, yeah. That look stuff don't. I don't play. I'd be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, get yeah. out. Of my <laughs> it's all good. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Um, I, I really appreciated this conversation. I wish you both well. You know, in this in this this journey, just, just continue to enjoy the ride. Um, you guys got a couple more weeks. Love on each other. Take each other out. Date each other because it's going to be crazy. So mm. you know, plan them last couple of date nights. Y'all go out, enjoy each other. Like concert if there's a basketball uh, game a concert that y'all want to hit do it uh, now man i'm telling you yeah. uh, <laughs> go enjoy this go enjoy this last couple of weeks really date each other love each other enjoy the quiet because it's about to change so um where can the people find you guys so our instagram we have a joint page which is um what is it sistero.sprule c-e-s T-E-R-O dot S-P-R-U-I-L-L. And then we also have individual pages as well. Um, mine is L-I-L-R-O-N-E, so Little Ronnie. And uh, mine is Denny, D-E-N-N-I, uh, underscore Den Den, D-E-N, D-E-N. Nice. We also have a YouTube page as well, so, you know, Ren Den. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. Well, thank you guys for coming. And y'all already thank know, this is another episode. Absolutely. This is another episode of the Quirly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.